Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. You can be a part of today's show. You can come out and visit with us. And like Calvin is doing right now, you can have your question answered off air. Or you can come on the show and we'll talk about your question on the air. That's right. You can call us at 210-308-8867. Oh, we might call you. We might call you. You never know. I'm Milton Glick. It's a beautiful day here at Mill Burgers. There's a nice, cool breeze and uh, lots of color out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, From petunias to pansies. The cyclamen. Yeah, and the cyclamen just are absolutely incredible. (laughs) Yeah, that, that... that uh, red one we've been looking at <laughs> over there, just killer. That's basically, I'm going to call it Santa red. Because <laughs> it's that deep, deep red that, that you see in, you know, the, uh, the it's a Christmas red. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's bright enough to be showy. Yeah. It stands out. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, <clears throat> and they're on sale, Milton. Yeah, they're five ninety nine or Cyclamons. Only five ninety nine or five for twenty five dollars. Yep, so you can save when you buy five and chances are you're probably gonna buy five. And then if you're like Calvin, you're probably buy them in groups of five. <laughs> and they're in four and a half uh inch pot. And also the knockout roses, uh, which we clarified yesterday to me. Yeah. The, they said red, it has red, comma, that pink, double. Yeah, so you thought it was just the pink double. Not yeah. But we have the red double and the pink uh, double. I love that red double. Yeah. It's pretty. And uh, they're on sale for nineteen eighty-eight, two for $30. And if you do the math. All right, go ahead. $15 a piece. Yeah. If you buy great two. Deal. Versus 1998, which is almost no, $20. A, yeah, it's a really good deal Yeah, uh, if you buy a couple of them. Um, i got to figure out how to get mine. It never really, I don't know if it's the soil. I don't know if it's the sun. My one that uh, blooms both pink and red. <laughs> you all say it's two plants with us in one container. Yeah. But I'm still saying I've got one plant that blooms pink and red. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of, it never kind of picks up and grows. It just kind of sits there. I, I know you haven't thought about fertilizing it. Are you supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> or, or have you been watering it too much? Been watering it. It's in the ground. Now, we did we did have a grandma's yellow that was in the ground near it, and it wasn't doing well. And Laura said, we're pulling it up. Yeah. She pulled it up. She put it in a container for a short period. And it immediately took off. Yeah. And in that container, uh, where you put the grandma jello? Yeah. You put fertilizer in the Osmocote. Maybe you? so. Well, we we do miracle grow <laughs> it, so. Yeah. But uh, in the ground, you didn't fertilize it at all, probably. All right, I'm going to fertilize it. <laughs> uh, it's t- is it too late now, or is it okay? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we we usually say don't fertilize roses late. 
Oh, okay. Uh, there's a complete write-up on plantanswers.com under roses, and uh, it talks about uh, how to handle roses during the, in the fall. Oh, okay. And they give uh, what what fertilizers to use, and uh, uh, this late, and when to stop them. Mm. So. Uh, now, how, how, how much growth, new growth, uh, has the uh, rose put on, Milton? Very little. In inches, huh? Yeah, it's in inches. <clears throat> yeah. I would imagine that, that uh, when you dig a hole in that soil that you had trouble with, yeah, is it rocky or oh, is it I don't clay? Know. Uh, no, I think it's just... What, you make your wife dig the hole or what? She wanted to, she said. Oh, Lord. <laughs> she said, I want to get that hole dug today. And I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I imagine that's a, uh, you think it's a mineral depleted soil. Oh, maybe so. All right. <laughs> well, and I will tell you that... Um, <clears throat> and I've heard y'all talk about this before, and then we're going to go to Sandy. It was in the uh, soil where a big limb had died mm-hmm. and uh, and was decaying and so yeah. that. And I've heard y'all talk about it robbing Yeah, nitrogen. that can rob the nitrogen from the soil if, right. if you got decaying roots. Yeah. Sandy is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Sandy, thanks for starting us off today. What's going on? Okay, I live just right down from Jerry, and we have on the side of our house tons of pot of Barbados that are all getting yellow and getting sad looking. How, when do I cut them down, and how low to the ground do I do it? They're proud of Barbados? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, have they been good all the summer? Yes, uh-huh. uh huh. Uh, we live right down from you, so you might have seen them. We're on the side. You know of the house with all the beautiful Pride of Barbados. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Are you the one that used to have the barbed wire between your yard uh, and his yard? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's farther down than that. Well, uh, they bloomed good this summer. Yes. And really uh, real, real good. And uh, they they just turned. Uh, they quit blooming. And yep. uh, they might have might have had seed pods on them. Yes, and they've they've planted their themselves some more, so we've got tons more for next year. But oh, those okay. big ones, I don't. Uh, but how long? How low? And, and now, how and when? And <laughs> well, and and the leaves are turning yellow now yes. because it's mm-hmm. going into fall. The the uh, cool nights. Uh, and uh, short day lengths are uh, causing them to go dormant because they're tropical. Uh-huh. And so, and so, uh, most people just leave them until spring for the low-flying birds for Calvin, and uh, <laughs> then they cut them to the ground. Not till spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you know it doesn't hurt the plant to cut them. Well, but it is good if you if you got green foliage to let the green foliage finish. But if you uh, 
You know, it's just uh, the the birds appreciate it if you got co- <laughs> cover from. Uh, you don't cut the plants down earlier than you have to. Okay, they the, look pretty ugly <laughs> right now. Well, yeah, you, well, I don't know. We we just had, we just conferred with the <laughs> the doves, and the doves say they look really pretty. <laughs> well, yeah, you can you can yeah, if they've lost all their leaves, little leaves, uh, you can cut them down now if you want to to the ground. All the way to the ground. Okay. Yeah, all the way to the ground. Okay. Yeah, just, just ignore. Are you brave? Just ignore you, that those birds crying. I mean, they'll, yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll survive. Well, we, we we feed them too, so they're they're not too bad a shape. They they still have some, <laughs> some little goodies in the front on the side driveway. So no, okay. okay. Well, that that's good. Well, right. thank you so much. We'll we'll get to I'm doing glad it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad they did well for you. They did. They're they're just wonderful. Well, that's the only yeah. thing to grow on that side. Because it's so much now, fun. Maybe. Now, you, you said something that concerns me. What uh-huh. you, you said you saved the seed for next year? No. The, the seed pods, uh, I guess they popped last year or some year. But we've got, behind those, we've got just tons of little bitty babies. Oh, like, that right, uh, right now, huh? Oh, yeah. Right now, like maybe six, seven inches. And it's just, the, the ground is just covered with them, so... Okay. Well, that, uh, that neighborhood must be a real yeah. Because you got uh, at least one other plant that. <laughs> what what is that, um, Jerry? What plant is that that we talk about that uh, uh, is recently? Oh, horse herb. No, over the, the the one that was in the oh um, the tree. Uh, uh, the exotic hackberry. No, <laughs> uh, pistache. Chinese pistache. Yeah. I would. I would. Jerry and I were. We are uh, interested in the the trees that uh, recede. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. it just surprised us that uh, Chinese pistache recedes. Now, now he's talking about points Santa <laughs> receding, and, yeah. which is a str- strange thing too. So, uh, are you going to dig those seedlings up to try to get them to bloom next year? No, they're going to read back. We'd be out there till next Christmas. I know. <laughs> well, they they come back though, don't they? They'll come back. Uh, no, the seedlings. Oh, I don't know. The pro oh. the problem with that saving the seed or either growing saving the seed till next spring is uh, they don't they they have a tendency not to bloom the first year. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. from seed. They have to be a certain size before they bloom, and that's one of the problems with selling them in the, or having them for sale in the nurseries. They have to be so late, while, uh, yeah. after after the blooms occur, because people won't buy them, and rightly so, yes. without blooms. Yes, sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll, uh, we'll hope. Well, we're gonna have somebody do it. So I guess you'll you'll trim them down anyway. But we've, okay. we've got bunches. But okay. th- thank you well, so thanks. much. And- Thank you. Thank you for calling. We'll start doing it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You take uh-huh. care. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, where Tom is holding with a tomato question. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. So I got a celebrity tomato plant. It's big, beautiful. It's full of green tomatoes. Are they going to ripen at this point? I planted it in mid How big are they? 
How big are they? The size of my fist. Uh, tennis ball? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> no, somewhere between a tennis ball and a softball. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, okay. They'll right. Yeah. Uh, mine has started ripening. I, I just picked uh, six this morning, but I'm I'm rushing it because I don't. The birds haven't discovered them, so I don't want. Uh, <laughs> I just see a little orange, and I'm taking them in. Yeah, uh, I would I would leave them I would leave them on the plant until uh, they're uh, predicting a hard freeze. Where Where do you live in town? On the northwest side. Okay, uh, uh, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen in the in the near future. At least not this week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so leave them on as long as you possibly can, and then when the, they predict the hard freeze, in other words, when they say it's going to be 35 or below, that means it can be 25 or below right. or uh, <laughs> 45 below. Uh so uh, after after they predict that freeze, remove everything, uh, remove the uh, fruit from the plant. Now I'll, I'll I'll put a caveat on that. the uh, The temperature is going to have to be uh, below thirty for two to three hours to freeze that fruit. Now it may, it may freeze the freeze the plant, but it won't freeze the fruit if we have just a uh, basically a short hard freeze. But uh, if you, if you want to be sure, you can uh, go ahead and harvest the tomatoes. I would say uh, probably anything larger than a definitely larger than a tennis ball. And I would take some a little bit smaller than that and bring them inside and put, uh, put them on the porch or where they won't freeze. And uh, they, they will ripen. Now, the reason, reason they're just stand, sitting there getting bigger and greener and bigger and greener is because they have, a, have to have a number of heat units uh, which we don't have at this time of the year to ripen, to turn red. Now it's not. Some places have some little garden environments do. Yeah, it. it's right on the edge. It's just like, yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they're physiologically mature. We haven't gone into this physiologically mature situation, but the way you can tell. If yours are physiologically mature, you take a tennis ball size one or a smaller one and cut it, cut through it uh, on uh, with a sharp knife from the, on the side, on the cut it sideways. And if the if the seed has a jelly or gel around it and moves out of the way of the blade. Uh, those plant, those uh, fruit will ripen if if taken in the house. If you cut the seed, or if you cut some of the seed with a knife, then that would that fruit will never ripen. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, that's I a, that's a 
that's a way a long way around of talking about uh, it, it's all dependent on the weather and uh, I don't uh, to be honest with you I don't think we're going to have enough warm weather between now and uh, Christmas to ripen red ripen fruit on the vine well I'm I'm disagreeing with him because I've, I'm seeing them turn. You're seeing some turn? Yeah. Tennis uh, ball size? Oh, yeah. I just harvested six this morning. Yeah. Wow. And then, then that report from this gardener, too, really makes yeah. me more confident. Yeah. Have you been, okay. what have you been hearing, Trace? Well, I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, <laughs> tomatoes, tomatoes oh. Uh, ripening. <laughs> that are getting bigger and greener and bigger and greener. Well... They may have to pull green tomatoes <laughs> and let them ripen. Make some cha There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tom. Right. Thank you for calling. Thanks, Good luck. Well, Trace is with us. What's going on, Trace? Good morning. It's a pretty day. Good it afternoon. Is. Oh, it is. Well, yeah. It's always know, morning it's, to me. Well, it's, you know, if you go by the clock from last week. <laughs> is it still morning? <laughs> I get confused. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. It's a beautiful day. The it sun's is. finally uh, broken through and... Nice white fluffy clouds and lots of color here at the nursery. So, so let's see. Yeah. Didn't seem like there was anything unusual coming this week. Okay. More, you... of the, more of the same, which is lots and lots of color. Yeah. For people that are going to decorate up for, for Thanksgiving. So great selection on primrose, cyclamen, pansies, violas. Yeah. Uh, we have a few stock left. Um, calendulas. I know you love calendulas, oh, yeah. especially talking deer resistant. Yeah. And there, um, uh, the uh, butterflies like them too. We got our last houseplant load of the the year oh, coming, okay. uh, probably Monday or Tuesday, and then we got to start thinking Christmas. So mm-hmm. we got poinsettias, Christmas cactus <laughs> right around the corner. Oh, good! You got a few and blue bonnets got... out there too. Yeah, we we do, and uh, red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. Only place in the in the nation, I guess. Melton, we should probably have blue. a. A trumpet, uh, some kind of a musical company. Yeah, we need, we need some sort of, well, now, is this going to be Texas red, white, and blue or U.S. red, white, and blue? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to pick the theme. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you'll have to do some uh, Stars and Stripes Forever or something, Al, back there, whenever we talk about the red, white, and blue blue bonnets. And they are spectacular plants. Good size. Good, definitely good uh, size. We, we waited. <laughs> uh, the, those who wait... Uh, are going to benefit by these. I, I know I... And I'm going to let a little secret out, but I'm not going to say what or oh. where, but if you're interested in Blue Bonnets, wait till Wednesday. Oh, okay. Wait till Wednesday? Wait till oh, Wednesday. Okay. All right. So, so immediately now, Milton and I want to start guessing. <laughs> I know. We want to know we, what the secret is. We got a few guesses. Mm. And you got a, got mm. some uh, salvia lucanthus left. That's all that I walked in. We do. It's it's a great price. It's a it's a landscape grade. Uh, I wouldn't call them normal retail items, but we got a really good deal on them, so we uh, passed it right along. Yep. They're three three. Number three containers, regularly twenty four ninety nine, on sale for nineteen eighty eight, or two for thirty dollars. Now I'm big on math, so two for thirty dollars—that's fifteen dollars each. Listen to him, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's not fourteen ninety nine; it's fifteen dollars. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, it's right. <laughs> yes. He's giving me that that look like move on. <laughs> well, this is this is a plant. I found it. Uh, all Jerry's math aside, but yeah. this is a plant too that really can uh, fill a gap in the uh, in that butterfly. Oh, situation. Yeah. What, I, what I like about it is it can take some pretty darn good cold and not not freeze down like a lot of the other salvias would. Yeah. And most years it actually blooms best during the winter. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. it just seems that the lantanas and the salvia, they just seem to fill suddenly when it gets to be fall, they kind of take over providing the nectar for the butterflies. And boy, the... Uh, I don't know if it's the same in every landscape, but uh, the monarchs are really thick in my in my neighborhood this this yeah. week. Uh oh, Trace, you're going to have to stay here for this. Johnson City Joe is on the line. Oh no! He's got a question about Meyer lemons. Oh no! Hi, Joe. What do you yes, know? Yes, they're freeze in Johnson City. Okay, well, that's one of the things I wanted to ask. You <laughs> they called them improved. Myers lemon, yeah, be more more cold hardy. Oh no, it's not. It's okay. not going to help you more anymore. Okay, Dad. <laughs> the question I got then is this: I had one in a container, okay, okay, and it got looking really, really bad. And I took it out of the container, and it, it roots were almost rotten. I, I guess it. it it didn't drain well in that container. There you go. So what I did, I took it out of the container and I put it in the ground, and it is Uh-oh. beautiful. It is okay, beautiful. Well, you, you condemned it to die. No. <laughs> now, my question is, can I take that thing back out of the ground and put Absolutely. it in the Okay, if, now. If you, do, if you don't, it's going to die for sure. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> Take now, your the question is, how long will this delay is it fruity? I, you know, I'm 71 years old. I can't wait around on these trees. I bought this for my wife. Yeah. Is hey, it better to We're buy? older than you are, Joe, so we don't expect <laughs> right, us to so, have any sympathy so for So, Joe, that. I think you need to be a little sneaky. Yeah. Go ahead and pull but, it out of the ground, put it in a pot. Buy a matching pot, buy a new lemon, and then when your wife's not looking, you swap the two. <laughs> <laughs> so what should I do, really? How, how big a container uh, did you have it growing in? Oh, it was uh, it was a big five-gallon container. A <laughs> big five-gallon, huh? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that too small. Fun? Yeah. yeah. I, I do it. I use a uh, half whiskey barrel. So, so I'm, whiskey. I'm old and I'm a little lazy. So I would graduate up two to four inches at a time till I got to a half whiskey barrel, and yeah. then I would keep it trimmed to stay in that. Yeah. Okay. The smaller the, good. And they 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 don't seem to bat an eyelash. Being, I've, some years I've moved them at least. Two or three times because of, <laughs> of cold weather, because uh-huh. of uh, having to do some construction or something, and they just seem to take it. All right, and great. Oh, no, yeah. So somebody sitting here wrote a wonderful article on plantanswers.com. 
No, thank yeah. you. Uh, patio citrus. And uh, if you follow that, you're going to be pretty darn successful. Okay. Uh, I will that, read that. You're probably not going to be very successful. Now, okay, Joe. I'm going to read it. But the question I need to go back to is, am I wasting my time with this thing, or should no. I just buy another one? It's yeah, ne- just buy another one. It's never a waste of time <laughs> to save a plant. <laughs> Listen at this guy. Well, like but I, said, I still I don't, uh, have, I don't have very I still, many more years. I don't want to wait around ten years. Yeah, they, he's old. Well, that's why you need a second tree. And so not an, <laughs> save save the one that you got. Put it in a pot. There buy another one, and uh, just don't tell your wife. And the what, key to yeah, this, what, the key to this, Joe. The key to this, Joe. What size is to fertilize it? It's huh? to fertilize it. Okay. You didn't what? fertilize it before, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I, what did you use? I overwatered it or something because all no. the... No, what did you use to fertilize it? In a five-gallon pot, that's almost impossible. Yeah. What, what, did you, what did you use to fertilize it? I used a 19-something... A no, I used Nin- my regular 10, uh, 13, 13, 13. Now you can't fertilize a five gallon with thirteen, thirteen, thirteen. Why? Wow. That's a because <laughs> you need a slow release fertilizer. Okay. Something like Osmocote Plus. I'm scared. <laughs> I'd have to have a thousand dollars worth of Osmocote. Well, you'd have having a live tree that's probably producing lemons by now if you'd have done that. Well, see, when I bought it, it had beautiful blooms all over it. No, man. And then after I potted it up, they went away, and it started declining. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. You well, got to fertilize them, Joe. But okay, wait, wait till... I think the, the, the five-gallon is the key. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But start, that just, uh, start there's no reservoir out there. in a five-gallon and move it up. Well, you're going to buy it in a three or five gallon pot, so you generally got a year, maybe two, and before you got to go bigger. But again, I'm lazy, so I don't <laughs> want, I don't want to carry those big pots in every year. So I would graduate two to four inches uh, every year till I had to do it in a bigger pot or the, right. the size of a whiskey barrel. Okay. But in that little pot, you're going to have to fertilize it regularly. And what we? Os- what did I tell you? Osmocote. You said plus. Osmocote. Yes. A cup? Will that be enough? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's, a bag? It's, it's, oh, uh, no. The way you use Osmocote is it tells you by the container size that you're doing it in. So as you progressively get into larger pots, you have to progressively use more fertilizer. Well, in your little pot, I think Osmocote one, in a pot. Yeah. One, one generous cup would might meet, meet the needs there. Yeah, the other option is to use water solubles, but that you got to remember to do every two weeks. Yeah, you so just, my, my memory is not good enough to do that. I don't know about yours. No, my side either. I have the best got, intentions to do that stuff. <laughs> well, Calvin uh, tried both, uh, mixed both, which is the optimum way to do it. As old as, old as you are, Joe. Yeah, and the, the health that you're in, I yeah. would go ahead and use both. But use to both. hurry the process along. 
Yeah, I need to hurry along. I don't want to have to wait. My wife is already wondering why we don't have lemons. I don't. I don't blame her. Uh, can you uh, just can you leave a, 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 a little uh, section, a, a special section for on your will on how to <laughs> treat the, this uh, Meyer lemon? So, so I think I'd still have to go buy some lemons at H E B. I was so successful with my chainsaw. I thought, hell, planting a buyer's lemons is not going to be any problem. But uh, you're telling me I'd... Yeah, Changsho is a lot different than Meyer Lemon. Well, it's citrus. Hold on. Yeah. So, Joe, why don't you use that uh, as a Christmas tree and go buy some lemons at H-E-B. There and you, you go. You, there clip, you, go. you clip them on <laughs> as Christmas ornaments. Y'all got them all special down there, don't you? Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. I think I got another week or two out of it. Yeah. That and a five gallon would be the biggest I could carry in my car. Y'all have a bit bigger than that? Yeah. At, at the moment, no. They're okay. in. Uh, they're in five gallon pots when you buy them. So I'd, uh, I'd have they originally originally so I know you don't care about price, but they originally sold for forty four ninety nine. Yeah. Which is almost forty five dollars, Joe. But they're on sale for thirty-eight eighty-eight. What, what size is that? In five-gallon okay. containers. Okay. Now, and they, they've have, been I fertilized. Use, I use these big old, you know, what you get the hard molasses for cows in. Um. Yeah. I've got okay. Some of those are fifteen, uh, fifteen gallon. Well, that's a good starter. Then. Yeah. And yeah. I just what I do, I just cut holes at the bottom of them. And there you go. That'll work. Well, I've done that too. Milburgers has a container. And I, I don't know how I many can... gallons it is. Well, it's almost as big as a, a half whiskey barrel for ten bucks. Twenty-five gallon. Yeah, it's a, oh, wow. number twenty-five. That works for Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Almost twenty-six. <laughs> what do you got? A half gallon. What's twenty-six dollars? No, 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 ten. It's a it's a, it's a twenty-five uh, nursery twenty-five uh, gallon. And it's ten bucks. Ten what bucks. The black black plastic nursery container. Oh, okay. Y'all got already it, got the holes in it. Looks already yeah, got looks, the holes in it. Looks oh. just like the molasses scare. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, when I come down there, oh, do y'all still have that Mexican uh, uh, maple, sugar maple? I believe there's one or two still floating around. How big a size are those? Those were twenty. Four-inch boxes, I think. Oh wow! Twenty-inch box big. or twenty-four-inch box? Yeah, they're, they're good size trees. I'd have to be my old truck for that. Yeah, but and I doubt I doubt they have any leaves on them by the time you get here because they they already started shedding. Huh. Were they pretty? Yeah, for for maple that works here, it was pretty. Well, and we <laughs> had uh, we had one gardener that really was dead dedicated. I denied. I says I I don't know how good they are. And boy, she was familiar with them and, <laughs> and lectured me about. Uh, a couple, two, three years ago, I gave one to David. Yeah. And uh, I thought he took it to the botanical garden, but he planted it somewhere so he could talk about it. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully okay. it wasn't in his backyard. Well, if, I, if you give me one, I'll talk about it. Uh, oh, Joe, we got to go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a break. bring people over to look at it. Yeah, well, we've run out of time, Joe. We're up against the break. <laughs> 
right. Thanks, Thank you, Joe. Andy. Good talking to you as always. Bye, Joe. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. The Answer. Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace is on the porch with us from Millburgers. We'll go talk to Ray in just a second. But uh, we're going to tell you just real quickly about Spider-Man termite and pest control. So, again, if you've got those rodents and they're coming in the house like so many are, and uh, Warren said (laughs) that actually squirrels and rats were um, even more of a threat this year or more active because uh, they normally feed at restaurants. And with restaurants closed, there's less food. And guess where the new restaurant is in town? It's your place. <laughs> so uh, if you're having experiences with it or if you uh, just want to avoid those experiences, call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control today and let Warren and the gang take care of you. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Online at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. And we still have to confirm... Whether if you've got deer in your attic, Calvin has deer in his attic, uh, Warren can help you, but I bet he can. Well, I, I can confirm that rat thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, when I used to run that little store over there on Broadway, yeah, uh, th- there was a uh, Cajun restaurant had a alligator or something sticking out of the roof. <laughs> okay. And they shut down. Oh, for, wow. For, I don't know, six months, year. The second they did, we had an infiltration uh, so bad. I mean, we couldn't set enough traps. Huh. <laughs> they they came over to eat our seed. They came over to eat our organic fertilizer. Wow. And uh, it was ongoing till another restaurant opened back up, and then my problem subsided. Huh. Better that food. that can, makes you worry about the rats being in that establishment. I, I, it's it's certainly a possibility. They had to come from somewhere. Maybe been why it closed down. Yeah, yeah it could be. Oh, maybe so. Well, every time, every time those kind of environments change, it happens. Uh, yeah. Oh, the what? What are the the the, the little insects that have that tail? That's scorpions. 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 Yeah, do in a construction area. Oh when yeah. When they're building new houses. Oh yeah. And it always shifts. You end up with uh, scorpions uh, moving into your. Oh, your absolutely. House. And I, I was thinking too, Milton. Another, uh, which our friends at Spiderman have brought to my attention several times. Every time one of those changes occurs, your bird feeding becomes an issue. Oh, so you you know you kind of watch how it affects rodents and squirrels mm. and mm. and uh, other things. Mm. Of course, uh, I don't I don't think Spiderman is. Uh, Big into bird feeding, but uh, they put, they certainly put up with mine and they help help me. Yeah, they deal work with around the it. They help you. Yeah, Enjoy help me both deal worlds. with the issues. Yeah. Hey, Ray is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Ray. What's going on today? I, ha- I think you know, we you called quit. you actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, what you got to do to keep those scorpions away is plant a whole bunch of blue bonnets, and when those seeds start popping, those those scorpions will run. 
Oh, oh interesting. I thought the seed would hit the scorpion and kill it. Or what color well, of bluebonnet should you plant? That happens sometimes, too. <laughs> yeah, Ray, Ray is the uh, one that furnished uh, all the beautiful pictures mm-hmm. that uh, I have made a permanent fixture on uh, plantanswers.com. The ones that oh, are you rotating got, you, you got on the front there, huh? page, yeah. Oh, wow. And, okay, uh, I, 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 we were calling. Uh, to see if uh, what your situation is this year. Yeah, uh, I tell you, I, I, you know, I planned on, uh, you know, I, I harvested those seeds, remember, and took pictures yeah. for you and put, put yeah. them in bags and did all that. Right. And I got them in a re- paper sacks in a refrigerator, and I was going to plant them and get them started, and then I had foot and ankle surgery, so that kind of put me out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for a while, so it doesn't look like I'm going to have any this year. Um, oh, no. Uh, so, but I got them in the refrigerator there in paper sacks, and I might, you know, get some transplants started next year if I'm if I don't have the other foot done at that time. <laughs> well, oh, that's one thing about blue bonnets; they seed. They save. Yes, you can save them. Now, uh, did you? Uh, could you plant transplants? No, I really, really can't get out there and dig out, you know, dig in the yard and get down there and take care of them and carry water to them to give fertilizer and all that kind of stuff. So it, that's kind of out for this year. Um, so who's going who's gonna to take our beautiful pictures this year? Uh, I guess it ain't going to be me. Uh, you're going to have to use the same ones. Just tell, them I, just tell everybody that I planted them again and there's some pictures again. <laughs> okay. So my, my answer is find a Boy Scout that needs a badge. There you go. And let, it, and let them do it for you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I t- I'll tell you, it was. Uh, it was quite a bit of work digging holes in that in that hard clay out there in my front yard. Uh, yeah. You know, then fertilizing them with liquid fertilizer and all that. I mean, it was a little bit of work to get them started. Once they got started, they they took off, and I just let them go. I just left them alone. Yeah, they were beautiful. Uh, we yeah, got, they were. We got, and it was it wasn't that big a bed. No. Uh, so. Uh, uh, I would encourage people to look at your pictures on the front page of plantanswers.com. Even got one of Milton and his lovely bride on there. Oh, yeah, I remember containers. <laughs> and they're uh, the Milburgers. We just got them in last week or this week. This week. And uh, they, uh, they're beautiful plants. They're just absolutely beautiful plants. Really? Wow. But uh, anyway, we sure, appreciate, sure appreciate Ray what, feel bad, Jerry. <laughs> we, we, we appreciated uh, we appreciate what you did last year, and uh, we'll leave them up for everybody to enjoy. And we don't well, want to put any special pressure on Bart or any of the other. Yeah, gardeners. somebody's got to step up. <laughs> take yeah. Ray's place. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I take his place. Bart was come in the game for him for a little while. Hang up his I phone, t- right? I tell you, I was, I was especially proud of those uh, that I got of the white uh, and the was this, yeah, it was the white and the red with real close-ups of those bees on there. You said those were oh, yeah. probably the first uh, ones that ever got pictures of bees on them. So absolutely, uh, you are. Yeah. And uh, like I say, they're on plantanswers.com front page. Oh wow! So, okay, uh, I had to know you put them out there. You I've got the whole. Got, I've got the whole series, of Bart's uh, pictures on there. So. Uh, oh yeah. I guess well, don't, somebody well, don't, get, don't get stressed, Ray. There, there's lots of years. Yeah. 
have grown the snoop on it. Now, how, how long will it be before you uh, be able to walk around and move around? <laughs> oh, it, it'd probably be another six weeks or so. And, and uh, All right, that's good. That's time to plant bluebonnet. Yeah, well, it's it's he could get away not, with it. not only is it time to plant, but we can get he and his camera and take him around to locations that have planted. Oh, oh yeah. And take the pictures. Poor Ray. I, Ray, you got to just hide. you got to find a place yeah. to hide. <laughs> he shouldn't have yeah. given me his phone number. <laughs> uh, I... Uh... <laughs> I uh, live and learn. Yeah, live and learn. I probably would be able to go around with you and take pictures if you'd wanted to. There do that. you uh, go. But, yes, but, I'm a man. Yeah, uh, you, I mean, I enjoy you, doing that. Yeah, what kind of what kind of camera did you have? You tell me you that, had. That was a um, what was it a, a Linux? Uh, yeah. It was, okay. It was uh, it was. Uh, the kind of camera where you can take real good close-ups. You know, the, the thing about the no. close-ups is it's not a telephoto lens where you can be far away and take a picture close-up. you got to be close to the V to take a picture <laughs> that's super, super close. So, it's um, a little dangerous. Yeah. yeah Sometimes well, they don't cooperate. Yeah, they, they fly around, they buzz around. It's like you got to be real patient and sit there and wait and hope they land on that flower that you're, that that you're close to. That's very out. <laughs> well, you you take a lot of vitamins, and come next March, we'll be after you. <laughs> all right, all right, that sounds good. All right. Thanks for that all your help, Ray. All right, you bet. All right, all right. take care. Bye, bye, Ray. Bye, bye. By the way, Linux is my favorite Peanuts character. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Well, Trace, we got to take a break in a few minutes, but. Uh, what else should we know? We know Wednesday something's happening with Blue Bonnets. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Baudette wanted us to make the uh, Moy Grande the plant of the weekend. Which I think we've already done. But we can do it again. Yeah, we can do it again. You want to talk about that? Sure. So we still have some of those uh, uh, Moy Grandes that Rob brought over. And yeah. we've, we've actually put them in the greenhouse so that these cold winds wouldn't affect them. But, That's smart. Um Biggest bloom there is on a hibiscus, and uh, we've got them at twelve ninety nine. And they're they're hard to find. This may and be the, this may be the last of them. We've got the, yes, <laughs> we've got the uh, complete history of uh, more grindy hibiscus on plantanswers dot com. First listing under topics of the month in red. And uh, I, I was. I was happy that uh, Paul Cox, uh, some of his writings, I uh, used to establish a timeline. Yeah, it was kind of kind of snuck up there. Yeah, I, I was uh, when you were giving that report. <laughs> I'd wondered if you had noticed that, and it sounded like you you had just noticed it a few well, hours before. Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, Paul wrote a, a nice write-up about uh, Mr. Moy. Uh, and put it in the new uh, newsletter at uh, at at uh, Botanical Garden, and uh, so when I was doing the write up on Moy, we used that newsletter in there, and then within that newsletter, and that that's been what a couple of months ago, uh, Paul writes about Mr. Moy and Moy Grande Hibiscus, so. Uh, he he's still helping out. 
And this was from years and years ago. What? Oh, yeah. About 16, when 17 he was, years. He was interim again, well, director. That doesn't tell us anything, Jerry. He <laughs> was interim forever. <laughs> but yeah. luckily, they put a date on that column. Now, you guys have been talking about some wonderful plants, but I don't know how. I mean, we've got we to gotta mention those cyclamen, too, and, and uh, trace as well. The white ones are rare, but right <laughs> right now the selection of white ones here at Millburgers are unbelievable. If you knew what I had to go through to get those white yeah. <laughs> I was saying that it's like It's like he's got little gates there so nobody can buy them or something. But, but my favorite color is the purple there, and he's got. there's a huge selection of those purples thing i like about that purple they do real well with the whites but they are they're self-standing you know they're they're the my favorite color to be by in a huge planting by themselves yeah. but uh that this that's the thing about the the cyclamen there's a lot of ways to to use them and well uh, next saturday we'll have the who we'll write about a, a lot of ways to use them in the column in the express news so if you are uh, looking for new ideas, well, you can see that. But in the meantime, you might want to come and just <laughs> take a look at these. These are beautiful. So and right. they're on sale since Calvin has already gotten his. That's All right. Sale. I haven't got any space left. For... <laughs> so an interesting fact about purple, even though I like white, um, if there's a street light near you, the purple actually glows. Hmm. It, yeah, it's... Uh, uh-oh. It's a, That's it's cool. A, it's an interesting. The other, the other colors don't do it. It's just really purple, interesting and, purple color. and white will actually glow in that uh, in, in the street, dark. street light. Well, it's got to be under a street light. Okay. And, and in my experience, I also, at least in my garden beds, it's it's the one that lasts the best. Yeah. At that particular color. Now, where did you get that information, Trace? Is that an observation on your part? Yes, yeah, experience. It's observation? Yeah. So that little store that I had on, I ran on Broadway, we had street lights. That's how we lit everything up. Okay. Uh, to, to be open as late as we were to sell Christmas trees and all that. And the purple just would glow underneath those lights. Wow. On that note, we got to take a break and uh, come back in just a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. The number to call is 210-308-8867. Or come on out here and visit with us at 1604. It's absolutely gorgeous today here at Millburgers. Back in a moment on 930 a.m. And we're back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer again, let's talk about BSG. Builder Systems Group, bsgtexas.com. Go there and learn, especially if you're interested in security. Go to bsgtexas.com backslash radio and find out about the free security uh, system that, that you can get right now that they're featuring. Uh, but they have got the best equipment, uh, the latest technology that they're always expanding on, and the best price at BSG Texas. Honestly, you owe it to yourself to go to bsgtexas.com and look at all the ways they can make your life more secure, more convenient, better, and uh, actually help you a lot. And they're uh, focusing right now uh, because of the holidays on setting up a 
home uh, theater systems or helping you uh, to make your uh, Christmas lights and decorations uh, more fun with uh, uh, with uh, different apps and stuff. So go to bsgtexas.com and learn more or call them. It's as easy as calling them at uh, 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222. Again, you'll, you'll like working with the folks at BSG. Could you, could you remember that, that number he gave you? No. 877-1222-1222. So I guess I should have him come help me with my Christmas because I still use the clap on, clap off. Oh, you should. We'll have to, again, I'm going to try to get him on next Saturday so we can talk. You can ask all your questions. Uh, let's see. Oh, we need to get to uh, Glenn real quick. He's been holding for a while. Glenn, what's going on? How can we help you today? Hi, how y'all doing? Good, good. Um, you know how it is when you, if you, uh, like you go to the dentist and you say, uh, you ask him, uh, Hey, I pulled my tooth. You think that was all right? So I'm going to ask you about something I've already done. And, and oh, see if it, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those kind of things. Um, <laughs> you know Jerry's I, uh, here, right? So it's wrong no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had, uh, I'm not sure the proper name for it, but uh, I was always, it was always referred to me as uh, Wandering Jew. So I'm not sure if that's the. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Okay. The accepted name is Purple Heart. Yeah. Purple Heart. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. that actually. Yeah. The little flower does look like a purple heart. All yeah. Right, so, yeah. So uh, yeah. I had gotten something. My grandma was long been gone, and that stuff is the toughest. I mean, I had, had it in a. I had it in a container, out in the out <laughs> behind, and for like three years, just I don't even mess with it, and and uh, went up there, and of course, it looked like it was dead. And, Pull the container and watered it, and phew, it takes off. You know, I mean, it just, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how it's so I have trouble. Save I, that plant. Did yeah. you save that plant from extinction? <laughs> Twenty five years ago. Well, I got that, some of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great plant. Uh, Nils Barry likes it, and uh, my neighbor, my new uh, new neighbors, have just planted a, a entire bed. Of uh, purple heart, so so you're gonna have some purple heart too. <laughs> oh yeah, well I got purple heart in my lawn, okay. but uh, uh, I went over there and told them. I said, "Tell me how many of those plants die." They were transplanting them in there, and uh, none of them died. They're they're yeah. a wonderful plant. Okay, well, what's, well, your, what's your What's yeah, well, I'm doing with them. I, 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 uh, I've been transplanting them under, I have, uh, live oak trees, and I've just pure, pure sand out here. And, uh, so I've been putting them under this live oak tree, and they're, and they're growing, but then I got to thinking, well, you know, they do, they do have a pretty extensive root system. Is that the wrong thing to do, uh, under an oak no. tree, or is it, okay? That's a perfect thing. Welcome to Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Glenn, thanks for waiting through the break. Um, and so let's finish up your question, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so thank you. I was just, uh, yeah, I was wondering, I guess it's, uh, it's shade tolerant enough because uh, it's been, you know, uh, uh, it looks like it's growing and expanding under there. So it will grow anywhere, literally, <laughs> literally anywhere. I, 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 I tell the story of um, the planting in my front yard. Uh, it's around, uh, I guess, a mott of uh, of live oak trees that have been there since since I moved in. But the problem was, and, and the builder saved the mott, and uh, a group 
of uh, live oak trees. But the problem is digging a hole. You know, they didn't add any soil at the top. So when you try to dig a hole, you're digging in solid stone. Uh, and, and so I took some some of those uh, purple hearts and uh, broke them, broke them into, broke them, broke the stems off, and threw them on the ground on top of those, uh, <laughs> on top of that hard, without digging a hole or anything, and stomped them. And it was it was consistent <laughs> consistent with. Uh, uh, Trace mentioned Jerry and uh, that effort. We were in the middle of a big drought, and we're trying to find out yeah. something to keep people involved and something so they can plant, even though there's no water. <laughs> and so we were collecting uh, Purple Heart. Yeah. A place, our office, <laughs> just dump all your extra Purple Heart uh. right back here. And they'll get to it, and the master gardeners. And we were a drop-off point too. I remember at a nursery. I remember, like, you know, some cases, ten, fifteen trash bags full a day were coming in. (laughs) And then, then of course, I'm sure you had the same experience. When we finally get to it, there would be purple heart started growing every place. How in the world did it get thirty yards away from here? Yeah, the we can either blame or thank Jerry. The fun, the funny thing about that was, I had a lot of people call me, and thank me for promoting that purple heart. Because they've had it for years. I think their grandparents had it, and uh, but they were always scared to cut it back because you know it it doesn't freeze down here. Well, it does sometimes. But uh, on the south side, it didn't, and uh, they were scared to cut it down because snakes in there. And uh, and they said when we started promoting it and everything, people would come by and steal it, <laughs> and they cut out their whole whole bed, and now it's a beautiful manicured bed of purple art. So. Uh, when we were doing that uh, survey, we were driving around town, and people had planted purple heart by uh, some trees, and so these were well-established trees. The trees died during that drought. The purple heart didn't. So it's it's tough. Oh, it, it, it's like I, I promise you, it was two years in a little in a bucket like a oh, yeah. whiskey barrel never a drop of water went out there drug it drug it out from behind the shed and started watering and, and away it went so there you go tough. it has all a right. will to live <laughs> all right so, so i didn't hurt the tree by planting it there that's all i was no doing. Yeah. no i, I, I would try to keep it off the crown of the trees of the, the root flare yeah mm. yeah yeah and i'm pure sand out here so if it it's going to take off. It'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. Not, no rock. Keep, it, keep it controlled. Uh, once it gets established, uh, shred it with your weed eater or your lawnmower. Fl- lawnmower. See, we'll just run over lawnmower. the lawnmower. Okay. About, just, about every okay. eight weeks. Okay. Six so to eight weeks. So you can run weeks. the lawnmower over it. Yeah. Set it real high. Now, the, high, the, yeah. problem, the problem with doing that, you don't have a catcher. Is that where it throws that uh, debris from your lawnmower, you're going to have purple heart. 
Yeah. There'll be a yeah. there'll be <laughs> a uh, investigation at, at the city dump, the recycling. <laughs> right. How did this uh, this stuff get into? How'd the Purple Heart get into this part of town? <laughs> it, it looked like the mountains in California when they get the walking iron. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And the well, great was, news is, great news is, Millburger sells them. Millburger uh, Nursery has them. I, I think I have a few. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, this spring, I saw as I was walking down the hill. It's just amazing. They've got horse herb. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> no purple heart. I don't have horse herb. No horse herb. No. Oh, frog, man. frog. Uh, what all frog fruit. That I think I still have a little bit. Okay. All right. Does it, that help you, Glenn? Yeah, it sure does. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Enjoy listening. You know. right. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. Right. I think it's related to a cactus. What's well, a succulent it, for it, sure? Yeah, it's a succulent. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. We're live here at Millburgers. It's a beautiful you know, day out here. Yeah. You know, another thing, it does not, well, you, you talk related to a cactus, it doesn't be seem to be bothered by drainage. No drainage problems. Uh, He's not bothered by anything. Yeah, you don't know the cactus and other uh, plants and that. Pretty sure the deer don't eat it either. Uh, not fast enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's an interesting fact. I don't know if the deer will eat it or not. It's a, it, like you say, it's a succulent. It, <laughs> I walked over to my neighbor's house and I told him. I said. If you kill this, we can't help you. <laughs> Don't come next door asking what happened to my purple heart, because <laughs> you can. It's it's a Milton plant. Yeah, we have some. Did you know you can weed it with Roundup? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You can weed it with Roundup. We found that out from people trying to kill it. And how to how to get rid of it? Unsuccessfully. <laughs> how to how to get rid of it? Dig it. Dig it up. It's the only way to get rid of it. And you leave one piece, it's gonna be right back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. What else you got going on, well, Kevin? Well, I, I, I mean, Kevin, I want to talk about hawk houses. Okay. Oh, that's right. Hawk yeah. houses. I'm interested in bringing hawks to my my yard. Okay. So if anybody out there that other than getting rodents and things around the house, because I don't want that. But uh, I'm interested in what kind of habitat I need to create to have hawks. Uh, the way we used to attract hawks and owls is put a uh, a uh, a um, eight to eight to nine feet foot pole in the middle of a field. And uh, the owls and the hawks come and land on that so they can look around for, for, for rodents and stuff. Well, if you've got a, if you're feeding birds too, and uh, they, Cooper's hawks especially, yeah. are inclined to, uh, to um, make that their home. <laughs> and, uh, it's a, and it's a phenomenon that we're seeing more and more about, about at the, at the pr- programs of the, on birds. It's brought up every time, you know. Hmm. <laughs> here's and here's a picture of the, the local Cooper's hawk. Yeah, I, I remember when I was out at your house, that little that little hawk was it a Cooper's hawk? Yeah, <laughs> flew down, into a, a shrub, and he was looking at uh, it was a pretty old shrub, and he was after sparrows, I think he was. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> 
the funny thing about it was he'd fly in one side, and the sparrows would go out the other side. But they were they were getting away from that hawk. Yeah, well, cover is part of it too, Trace. If you got pretty good cover, like if you got uh, old uh, what's the nectar sources that's related to mesquite, uh, the one that blooms. Uh, from Weesatch. Weesatch. Weesatch is a is a good one. Uh, and an aqua. Any time you've got a a lot of, of good cover plants that that makes the seems to make the hawks pretty comfortable, but uh, they are they are getting more common and getting used to people. And they're very dangerous to my sparrows. <laughs> uh, so if you have, you know, uh, what do you shoot the hawks to save the sparrows? Except it's against the law. <laughs> no, it's against the law. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. If the game warden will please go by Jerry's house and save the Hawks. Um, yeah, so we want advice on uh, if you've uh, actually done this, give us a call at 210-308-8867. You might, you might, it might be an interesting thing for the nursery to trace to have kind of a, you know, one or two programs during the course of the year about the, the Hawks and getting Mitchell Lake or some expert from Mitchell Lake to, to talk about that phenomenon of, uh, of the hawks getting more common and why and mm-hmm. what would you do if you wanted to take advantage of it maybe we can start having events we could do something like that yeah, yeah. that'll be cool well that's right <laughs> the election did not change the what, the disease did it what did not, uh not yet give it give it uh, to february what did uh what did uh those people that came up and talked to you for such a long time about their citrus. Do you remember what they were talking about? Um, I know it's. Been, oh yeah, they were. They I were know t- it's been thirty minutes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry. They were. They were having. Uh, they had experienced some of the. Uh, oh, the peelings, splitting. Okay. And they they had a they lo- they loved their uh, orange navel mm-hmm. orange, and. Uh, it had a big, big season, big production season last year, and had a pretty fair this year. Mm-hmm. But they, of course, they they ne- they don't they never had to do anything for it. Right. <laughs> so I, I suggested that when you have a weather like yeah. this last year, one or two good soakings, good water yeah. in the middle of summer probably would have dealt with that. Yeah, I've been watering my uh, satsumas, uh, and they're filling out the fruit real good. Speaking of uh, satsumas, I got a little, people always, you know, we sell sell satsumas here, and I got a, a, somebody sent me a notice, I think it was Greg Grant, uh, that a crate of satsumas sold for $9,600 in Japan. Then people like satsumas. The trees or the fruit? The fruit. Oh. And people, people always say, how many mandarin oranges can you buy with 1 million yen or roughly $9,600? One one fruit loving buyer at an auction this week in Japan 
bought 100 fruit for $9,600. Now, it was a new... It was a new uh, new Satsuma. We don't have it here at Millburgers. <laughs> but uh, they uh, call it, <laughs> I'm not even going to try to pronounce the word. What, uh, what inter- what's interesting about it, it's got the last name is M-I-K-A-N. Uh, and that's mighty close to Mito. You know, we sell uh, Miho. Uh, so I, I, I bet it's uh, some of those. They got a picture of it. And uh, so that got a lot of people excited. I was interested in the way it was displayed because uh, we thought about commercializing Satsumas in in South Central Texas, and uh, the, always the problem is, you, of course, you cut a Satsuma from the tree, because if you pull it off, uh, it will uh, tear the skin. Which is all right if you're just getting two to eat. Yeah, yeah, all right. But <laughs> you don't want to do that if you got twenty-five that you got to use the next few days. Well, what they've done on this display is they've cut the stem really close to the fruit so that you don't have a, a projectile sticking up uh, that will damage other fruit. So uh, there's money in these satsumas. Uh, so you might want to get some. And they're on sale. They are. They don't care. If you're going to get a... If you're going to get uh, $9,600 for a, a crate of 100 then you don't care how much they cost, right? Well, how much would they cost? <laughs> they would cost. We're talking really good return on investment here. They would. <laughs> uh, where is it? It's on the last page. Fall citrus trees. Great. Great selection of grapefruits, oranges, limes, lemons, satsumas, and more. And uh, talking about using it as a container plant for sunny porches and patios. Uh, Satsumas are surprisingly cold tolerant in our area. Regularly in a five-gallon container. Or number five. Number five. Regularly $44.99. But they're on sale for thirty-eight eighty-eight. Now thirty-eight eighty-eight may sound like a lot to you, but like I said, when they when they first came on the market, or when we were trying to get numbers on the market uh, in town here, they were selling for fifty dollars a piece, and I think Wolf was selling them about forty dollars a piece. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> but uh, but uh, they're believe it or not they're considerably cheaper, and mainly because uh, we've got a uh, we've got uh, some of our commercial nurserymen uh, interested in growing the satsumas or all citrus, and uh, mainly because <laughs> you can't buy a satsuma or you can't buy a citrus. 
in Texas that's not produced in Texas. So uh, by the law, that's a law. And so uh, that's to cut out on this virus spread. Your place in your, in your <laughs> area? But anyway, uh, we've so, got a good supply here. Now, they're not not on sale, but uh, there were still a couple of bumpers. What is a bumper? Yep, and then uh, I can't remember. I think it was Orange Frost. And tell everybody why those are special. Well, they're even <laughs> more cold tolerant, and they were developed by Dr. Moy, so that makes them special. Right. Right, and he named them Bumper. Now, a couple, a couple of years ago, those varieties were on their own root system. That's not the case anymore. Oh, okay. yeah. Grafted, but uh, still a uh, Bumper especially. Is, yeah, the guy's named for a reason. I think, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think, I uh, think we would have to say that that's the most reliable producing Satsuma. That's on the market. In other words, every year, you know, we talk about one year it'll have a lot of fruit, then it won't have many the next year. Bumper never misses a crop. I think it may be a little susceptible, too. I think you have to kind of can't let it overextend itself. Yeah. And I had that discussion about the one I had because I just kind of let it go, you know, every year. (laughs) But then if you get into some really bad weather. Yeah. And it's trying to support all that fruit, more fruit than it, it really can in that kind yeah. of way. It, it, it's, you're taking a bit of a chance. We have a lot of questions about, uh, in fact, we had one yesterday about uh, when to take the fruit off. And uh, I say the longer you leave it on the tree, the sweeter the fruit will become of satsuma. Now and oranges too, but uh, the problem with that is a tree cannot rejuvenate itself if you leave that fruit on till February or March, which I do. <laughs> so, uh, if if good for the tree, makes a uh, difference. So if it's an established tree, right, right, or one of one that's. Like if you get one of these. Oh, yeah, if you get a little one. Especially careful with it. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. Thirty AM the answer. Our phone number is two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, it's a shame. Okay, so we're gonna to try to reach out to Kyle, but Kyle's off today. He's actually taking taking a day off. Taking a day off. Now Bill never took a day off. <laughs> well, that might have been because Bill was just kind of confused. He didn't yeah. know. Oh, okay. You think? He's probably still over there and back in the closet. But we'll uh, reach out to uh, to Kyle because I bet he could answer those questions we have on attracting hawks or the phenomenon that, that uh, Calvin was talking about or maybe owls uh, and stuff like that because that's what they do at Wild Birds Unlimited at Northwest Military, the Huebner Road. Whoop. Exactly. 
Uh, what they do is help you solve problems. That problem can be, I want to attract this bird. That problem can be, I just want to attract birds. That problem is, I got plenty of birds, but I got squirrels too, and I don't want those squirrels. They can help you solve that at Wild Birds Unlimited. Well, the hawks. The hawk can solve hawks that may help solve that. Uh huh. I, th- I think that's what Trace is thinking. Um, the, well, when is Thanksgiving? Uh, it's coming up. Not. Uh, it's on the twenty. Two weeks. Two weeks from next Thursday. Okay. Yeah. I hope hope everybody's got their squirrels fattened up for Thanksgiving. I don't know. Is it too late now? Eh, I don't know. My, well, uh, they're good even if they're not fattened up. Yeah, the squirrels well, are... certain. So anyway, besides that, you can <laughs> uh, give them a call. Now's the time to start working on things like suet. And they've got a great Christmas gift out there. They've packaged about five or six different kits all of them under $50, all a variety of different prices. But that it's, it's kind of a one-and-done thing, which is real cool. He showed me one. It had the uh, the feeder in it, and it had the seed in it. It had everything that just ready to go. Basically, assemble and enjoy. And that's Wild Birds Unlimited, so you can ask them about their Christmas packages and gifts uh, that you can give if uh, you've got somebody that wants to enjoy nature. It's Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Ask for Kyle or Bill. Ask for Bill today or anybody there, because Kyle is off today. But we'll reach out to him next week. And it's uh, not only Northwest Military and Hebner Road, it's 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD. For Wild Birds Unlimited. All right. They got sparrow feeders out there, too. I, I'm sure. A- anything that. Uh, <laughs> every feeder qualifies as a sparrow feeder. I see. There you go. <laughs> but not the, not the, America, not the American sparrow, uh, sparrow. It's just the English sparrow. That's right. The Americans, According to Calvin. Yeah. The Amer- American sparrows are more inclined to be brown feeders. See and, there. They like pla- those platforms, and uh, and they like to. Of course, they like. Uh, oh, they'll eat uh, that thistle and things like that yeah. with, with uh, goldfinches too. <laughs> yeah, those upside down birds. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> uh, we want to mention Calvin's article in yesterday's paper. If you missed it, uh, he got a great article on great native Texas trees to plant. And it got a picture on the front page of the SA Life section of uh, of the Alamo with a uh, our favorite Mexican olive tree blooms. And uh, I can't believe, like I said, I got a picture of that that tree blooming outside the Alamo with the flags in the background hmm. in the front of the Alamo cabin. So next time. I'll get you a good picture. But uh, that's a good tree. Uh, I've always been fascinated with it because it, it uh, blooms in December. blooms around Christmas time. Well, it's, yeah, it's, as you and I have talked about before, it's, it seems to be expanding its bloom season, too. It bloom, <laughs> blooms in the spring. And yeah. There's a, little, there's a little gap in the summertime usually, but not too long. Yeah, we say say the problem with it, it freezes down. But that one at the entrance to the Alamo, uh, in fact, you can, if you sneak around, they got a guard there. (laughs) When I was taking my picture, he's about ready to 
handcuff me and take me away. Hmm. But uh, if you look under that tree at the Alamo. All those trunks? All those trunks that have frozen back and been cut back. But the tree is, is big. Look at it on, in the paper. Well, and that, that's an illustration of uh, an issue that we talked about uh, the last couple of days. Somebody was asking about the cold tolerance of uh, Mexican olive. Yeah. And they wanted to cut all that under <laughs> undergrowth. And yeah. It's not, it's not recommended because that, that's part of the protection. The cold protection is uh, along with Mexican olive, but also citruses. Uh, exhibits the same situation oh yeah so but uh yeah i've got one that's kind of in a in a cluster and gosh really beautiful the blooms are there and and uh, seems to be protected pretty much from the from the cold but let's see in the last eight or nine years it has lost leaves twice yeah but they didn't freeze back. <laughs> that, that one, that big one down at Schultz House. Oh, yeah, gosh. And I got a picture of it with blooms on it with the tower, Tower of America's in the background. Because it was easy to get <laughs> because uh, that, that Schultz House was right under the tower, almost yeah. under the Tower of America. And that tree was huge, uh, 20, 30 feet tall, maybe bigger. And uh, and it had beautiful blooms. Yeah, it is a nice, and that's a native plant that uh, really fits into your. If you're looking to expand your habitat for uh, birds and wildlife, yeah. that's one of those plants that is beautiful, fits your landscape needs, and also uh, does a good job with, for the birds. And then we talk about an, an aqua in there. That's yeah. not not Jerry's favorite. <laughs> But it is—it's uh, a really pretty interesting uh, plant, and uh, it's a good one, good plant for some situations. I really like it yeah. in our neighborhood. But people are not supposed to eat the fruit. <laughs> I guess the birds can. But well, uh, you, you know who is our? Uh, oh gosh, the one that used to teach the the, the miniature tree class. Uh, oh yeah, that was uh, Sherry. Sherry. Sherry Didier. And I used to, you know, rave about the, um, about that plant in Aqua, and and then she <laughs> she kind of sat me down and says, Calvin, have you ever had to clean up after the Aqua? <laughs> she says, Well, come come over there to the shop and help me all those sticky yeah, little sticky little that. seeds. <laughs> yeah, she she would explain it to you, wouldn't she? <laughs> And I hope she's doing okay. Uh, we haven't, I haven't heard, heard from, from her, her for, a while. for a while. No, and she was our uh, bonsai lady. That's right, and very good horticulturist. Very good, and uh, pleasant to be around. Uh, the uh, we've talked about flowers and citrus and everything, but in this week in the garden, Calvin talks about add spinach. To the list of winter vegetables to plant. And guess where they can get some large spinach transplants out here. And lettuce and broccoli and cauliflower. And all, all let's say, you, you list broccoli, Swiss chard, Brussels sprouts, 
beets. Kevin put Brussels sprouts in there. Cabbage, beets. And we, we didn't talk about that this year, but the uh, lettuce is has had an easy job coming up. It's just it's funny how different. Oh, did you try it? Uh, yeah. You already seen yeah, it? Yeah, Mike. Lettuce? Crawford plant, lettuce. Crawford lettuce. I planted it, and it's it's come up without hesitation. Oh, great! And uh, I think uh, some of the based on what uh, the reports we've gotten, I, I think a lot of other gardeners the same thing okay. has happened. That was that was relatively new seed, thanks to you, yeah. and David, yeah. and uh, his team, Master Gardener. Team. Right, and. Uh, <laughs> I, I never have met that poor woman that David uh, uh, lets cl- uh, package all that seed up, but that's a, a tedious job. And our original packager, Joe, uh, Jack Hoover, uh, we, we may never we see ran him, him again. out of town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think his wife told him that uh, he needed to move. We needed to move. Yeah. He's there. There's only ten more years left, Jack. Because <laughs> Jack, we're going to spend it together and not with the seed. Because Jack, bless his heart, was intense, and so we would, I would say, we need some packages of Crawford lettuce seed. But we started early, and I said, uh, just take your time. But uh, we need them in a in a month or two. And he would stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning packaging that Crawford lettuce seed, which didn't make his wife real happy. Well, And so who does she take it out on? Aww. Yeah, me. Well, it's only, <laughs> it's only what he deserves because I used to have to hide at a, the programs until the, the seed, yeah. until the seed showed up. Everybody was looking for the seed. Yeah, we, then, we thank Steve Brown for popularizing yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's available. That was a that that was a one. We've, we've had a, a lot of great move, move, moves in our water conservation and our successful horticulture and gardening programs. But that uh, Crawford lettuce was was one of the, the fun yeah, ones, yeah. a good one, <laughs> because it got got the media so involved. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, but we were able to teach so many lessons with that <laughs> Crawford lettuce. Yeah, situation. how to plant it, yeah. yeah. That's right. And uh, One time at Mitchell Lake. <laughs> It's still People a, came up to the table looking for you like they were with the FBI. Do you know Calvin hiding. Finch? Yeah, Calvin Finch. Uh, here he has seeds. You know where he is? He's not here. Where is he? You got a number? It wasn't yet. I'm didn't sorry. Even, I don't know. I don't know, sir. Didn't even stop at the county line. You know, they were, they were after us down yeah. there. And uh, Wilson but, County even. But uh, that program has continued. Thanks to uh, David Rodriguez and the Master Guard. Is David still around? I believe so. I think so. I think we would have heard something. You know, after he got married, he just disappeared. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. He just disappeared. But anyway, we've got Crawford lettuce seed here available to the public at the cash register inside. And we don't emphasize we should more that, that this is a really good lettuce. Oh, yeah. It's a tasty lettuce. I mean, it's great the great that you can reseeds and it's a can be a perpetual part of your garden, but it's also competitive in terms of taste and 
and uh, how well it works in your recipes. So you you want to, it's worth giving it a try. And I've got a uh, complete write-up on it uh, under topic on plantanswers.com, topics of the month, second listing under more grande hibiscus history, and uh, it's labeled as Crawford reseeding lettuce. It tells how to plant it and how to let it go to seed. It, remember, if you eat all the lettuce before it blooms out in the spring, you it won't reseed. It's funny how that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've had <laughs> well, we've, we've had that trouble with Oscar okra too. Uh, <laughs> we we had people to plant it to save seed for us. And when I went to get the seed, they said, we ate it all. So uh, you gotta, <laughs> you got to make it, let it go to seed before it's reseeding. Now, once it does that, may God have mercy on your soul because it's coming back every year, everywhere. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good lettuce, and like I say, it's a cross between a Romaine and a and a butter crunch, a, a butter. What do we call that? Type? Yeah. Well, one of the things Steve used to, Steve Brown, at KSAT used to emphasize was that the taste maintained itself over a long season. So you know, we as the we do those gardening shows, and as the season would progress, he'd one of the things he'd do is. Take a taste, and he say, "Yep, still just as good as it was yeah. before." Yeah, it doesn't get better real yeah. easy. And uh, kind of in that same league as uh, Swiss chard, I think. Yeah. Now I know, I can't remember ever trying it after it bloomed, but uh, the only greens crop that doesn't get bitter as it gets older is spinach. And Dr. Larry Stein showed me that a long time ago. Hey, we uh, need to a lot take of a people break. don't like lettuce. They say it gets bitter. And when we come back, we'll talk to James. He's got a Crawford. He's got some Crawford lettuce trouble, is what I'm told. 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Thank you for giving me a place to keep my love. I don't need anything special, none of that stuff. I'm still your heart, and that's enough. Thank you for giving me a place to keep my love. Thank you. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We'll go back to the phone lines in just a second. But first, again, if you're out in the deck of the patio today, if you went out yesterday and enjoyed it, and it just didn't look the way you wanted to, or it looks great, and you want to make sure it stays that way. Here's the only thing that you need to know. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. You can call them, 210-822-9147. I'll give that number again in a minute. But uh, Barry has been doing this for a long time, knows what he's doing, has developed his own systems and some unique stuff. And in San Antonio, he is considered the deck and patio expert in terms of sealing or staining, repair and construction. He can do pebble stone cleaning and sealing too, fence treatments and much, much more. So give him a call.
call and learn more. But the best thing that you can do, too, is if you're just not sure and you want to see for yourself, go look online. DeckandPatioCare.com is where you should go look, and you'll see that before and after picture. Barry is fond of saying that deck really can look new again, that Pebblestone driveway really can look new again. And he shows you right there in the picture. That's the amazing thing. It's, it's uh, right there in front of you. So go to DeckandPatioCare.com and then give him a call at 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147 for Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. All right, our phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. James is on the line. Hey there, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing fine. I hope you are doing okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're just doing fine. great. Okay, because my phone reception is always spotty out here where I live. Hey, listen, before I get to my Crawford lettuce challenge I have here, uh, Dr. Parsons gave me some Oscar okra seed three, four years ago over in Floresville, and I only planted it this spring, didn't know if it was viable. But I can tell you now, I've got a lifetime supply of Oscar <laughs> seed. You let it dry. You let some pods dry, huh? Yeah, well, you gave me some dry pods, and, yeah, I've, I've been collecting dry pods, and I've still got oh. some dry pods coming. If you Good need for them. you. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Anyway, the thing is, on my, on my uh, Crawford lettuce, I'm the one that saved it, the seed from last year. Did I lose you? Nope. Nope, we're no. still here. We got you. Okay. Okay, I thought I lost you. And I put it in the paper bag, like y'all had said, and just uh, had it in my uh, in my workroom in the house, and uh, shook good. it all in the bag. Shook it all in the bag. Did everything like you said. I planted it uh, a week ago last night, and uh, kept it moist. Didn't cover it. Nothing. Nothing. Now my question is: Is it is it too hot, or you're saying it's no. up like gangbusters? I don't. It, I had the it, same thing. It usually yeah. comes up in three days after you plant the seed. Now, the the key to it uh, is to have the soil moist before you plant right. and not water right. it up. You can't water no. it up because no, that I, absolutely I, covers the seed. I and the seed cannot be covered at all. And what I've been doing is every evening is I've just been kind of misting the top of it. And, uh, okay. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. And uh, yeah. you, you mailed me some you mailed me some seed last year, which is where how I got this seed for this year. And I yeah. had the same problem. I've got enough for another planting or two. I'll try it again. But if I run out, you said y'all have some more seed? Yeah. We got them here at Midburgers. Experiment okay. with it a little bit, James, by... Um, not water, you know, have the, the so area moist. wet, yeah. And then don't worry about the misting, misting over the top for part of it to yeah. see if you get a different performance. Okay. Because well, I, 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 I do the misting, too. And, yeah, uh, I, did, I, did, I missed it again this morning when I checked it, and there's nothing there. And so what you're saying is... It's wet again. I mean, it's not soggy, but it's wet, moist. So you're saying just plant it again this evening and don't don't mist it again for three days? Well, for, for part of it, just for an experiment, see if we can learn something from that. Yeah. Okay, well, it's in a whiskey barrel, and that's how I grew it last year. 
Okay. Well, that's that. The way you say the seed should work. All right, I've got some more. I'll try it again. I'll call you next weekend. No okay. All right. The other. All right. Hope thanks, James. Hope it comes up. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. All right, that'll free up a line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I didn't finish Calvin's uh, write article about uh, what to plant now, uh, and what what reminded me of it was. I saw a poor little child, she was young too, uh, putting two celery plants in her basket. They'll enjoy that. They didn't, that poor little child didn't know what she was doing. (laughs) Maybe she she was. She was coerced by an adult to put those celery plants in. I bet she likes celery. No. (laughs) <laughs> hey, we got... Oh, go ahead. Well, we got Holly on the line. She's going to help Trace answer his uh, hawk thing, I think, maybe. Okay. Holly, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I assure you I won't answer... I mean, I won't solve any problems. Uh, okay. We moved into Encino Park in 1980. My neighbor had a... Um, Purple Martin house up. I put one up, and next year I had Purple Martins, and for the next many years I had them. Approximately five to seven years ago, a red-shouldered hawk family moved in to the neighbors who had the first um, Purple Martin house. And every year it's been a really fun watching the hawks. We can no longer watch the Purple Martins because neither their house nor mine will they live when they discovered the hawks had moved in. But for every every year, the hawks have had at least two babies. They all look alike, so there may be three. But it's been fun to watch them. They always come to my yard to the bird bath to drink water and sometimes take baths. It's fun. And... um, my son lives in Houston, and he, I was telling him about the hawks, and he says, oh, we have these hawks here. They're, I think the name he used was rose-breasted, but the adult uh, red-shouldered hawks do have a rosy breast, so I assume that it's just a mm-hmm. local common name for them, but they've really been fun. But every year, two to three um, babies since uh, five to seven years ago, and so there must be a ton of hawks and red-shouldered hawks in our neighborhood. <laughs> and they sure are fun to watch. <laughs> well, they, they, yeah, they probably aren't a, t- a ton because they get they pretty competitive. What? Oh, they oh, get, yeah. It's, I don't it's know. hard to yeah. get territorial, it, I guess. A couple of things that are interesting to me is every I noticed that every summer they leave for two to three weeks, and then they return. However, this year... Oh, I guess it might have been June. They left, and I saw one of the big, fat uh, adults in the yard. And and in the last two months, that's all I've seen is that one. So I have no idea where they go, what they do. They don't ask. They don't tell. They go to Mexico. The pandemic, you know, they're there. What do they go to Mexico in the middle of the summer? (laughs) I can understand winter. Do you you ever see them... uh, what are, what are they eating? Are they getting any birds that you notice? Well, it's really been fun for me to watch them, but 
I did not see it catch it, but I saw one fly by. Oh, they were just a thing of beauty. Every feather was in place, and it went into my neighbors near their chimney. And I, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what kind of bird they're going to get. I hope it's a dove. All of a sudden, I heard this total screaming. Now, if the screaming would have saved that squirrel's life, he'd be running around now. <laughs> but he caught a squirrel. I have never seen them catch a bird, but... um I have seen him sit standing on standing, yeah, standing on the fence between our houses, and he was holding a rat by the tail. Obviously, a dead All rat. Right, cool. and he was there for. <laughs> so I would say that they're good rat catchers, but uh, I haven't. Seen, and and we have. I have a bird thing. You know, you feed them with uh, sunflower seeds very close outside the window here. And two of the young ones, and you can tell the young ones because their breasts are not that rosy kind of color they're um they're mottled brown at any rate there were two of the very large not young um babies and they were sitting right on top of that area there and they try they would try to catch the birds and they were totally uns- it was like they needed glasses they'd miss them by like a foot so i've never seen them catch a bird but the <laughs> birds are very wary of them and i expect yeah. that the squirrels are exceptionally so so it's been a joy i don't know who i enjoy watching more the purple martins or the hawks but <laughs> you say <laughs> the the purple martins left after the hawks showed up that's right. We had them for many years, you know, since like 1983 okay. to like five now, to seven well, years well, ago. Are the are the sparrows in the Martin boxes? No, we closed it up. I don't enjoy yeah. feeding and growing sparrows, but it I, sure is. I bet you, I bet you, those sparrows wouldn't be afraid of those hawks. Um, I, I would say the birds avoid them, but again, I've not seen an adult. Oh, I have. Um, in my yard, I have um, the native persimmon things, the black round ones. Yeah. And I saw the hawks out there eating. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. It was the loquats. It was the loquats. They were eating loquats. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I, th- I figured they're probably easy catching. So they were seem to <laughs> be like enjoying fruit. it. Yeah, they're pretty versatile. Yeah. Uh, do they get, do you, ever, you see them picking off any lizards or anything? I haven't seen them do it, but... Um, I have not seen a snake in my yard in yeah. probably five to seven years. So I, I and sometimes when they're a distance away, in the on the grass, you can see they're eating something, but I can't tell what it is. Yeah. But it's low, so I'm assuming it's snake. I mean, and mm-hmm. and again, we've lived here since 1980, and I we used to have so many of those different garter snakes, the reticulated ones, the ones with the yellow stripes. Uh, and um, I haven't seen a snake this year at all. I'll be darned. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a great story that uh, <laughs> uh, kind of brings home that uh, why Trace says it's real desirable <laughs> to have, uh, yeah. have the hawks in the neighborhood. Well, put your Martin house well, up again and you know, grow sparrows in you know? And people, sometimes <laughs> they'll be sitting in the front yard and people will... Um, you know, just stop and see because they don't realize it. But, oh, here's another story. This is an owl story. Before the hawks moved in, we also had owls next door. And when the hawks moved in, they left. But one morning, oh. I was I went out to get the newspaper, and it was still a little dark. But I could see the uh, owl in, the, in a, the large oak tree above me. And across the street, the neighbors have one of those 
lights that uh, motion detector that turn on with it, yeah. and there was a cat. There was a cat moving back and forth in front of it, and all of a sudden the owl left my tree and went to the tree above the cat. I went in with my newspaper, have no idea but what happened to the cat, but I expect it probably wasn't good news for the cat. <laughs> I think you're right. Mm. Wow. So oh, that's okay. a great story. Yeah, yeah. thanks for coming. Thanks for the information. The owls and the, pla- and the purple martins, though. <laughs> Both desirable birds. They wouldn't have run those sparrows off, though. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have a, uh, outside the bedroom window, I have the compost pile. And at night, back in the good old days, you used to hear the owls sitting above it waiting for the creatures to come to the uh, compost <laughs> pile. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we had red-tailed hawks one year. Yeah. And they would, they would sit on that uh, fence like you described. And, mm-hmm. and they would... Uh, harvest lizards out of the uh, compost pile, you know. They just kind of watch and nonchalant, and then, but, of course, they just yeah. gone. I bet lizards are good to eat. Yeah, they seem to be. Tender. All right. Yeah, a lot of bones. There you go. Thank you, Holly. You're welcome. Thanks, Holly. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to say goodbye Bye-bye. for today, but thanks uh, to all our callers. We had a lot of great callers today. Thanks for Al doing a great job. We're back next weekend and here at Millburgers and Al wanted to go out and tribute Alex Trebek today with a theme from Jeopardy so we'll do that and see you next week on 9.30 a.m. The Answer.